you are about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. The first day of a new queen's reign. Nervous subjects Twitter and tweet. Will she continue where the last queen left off or strike out on her own? And what of Queen B? We hear NYU is not yet under her golden thumb. Is she biding her time or simply doing time? But the real story this morning is a queen of the silver screen just enrolled at NYU. Rumor has it she wants to keep a low profile. Sorry, Your Majesty, not if I can help it. Welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. Tonight we watched remotely. We weren't together. My uh, my father is under the weather. So yeah. <laughs> if our quality sounds a little different, that's why. Hopefully you won't notice. But we watched season three, episode four, Dan de Floret. Original air date was October 5th of 2009, written by John Stevens and directed by Mark Piznarski. It's Jenny's first day as Queen Bee. A famous actress, Olivia Burke, is assigned as Vanessa's roommate. So we got to meet Olivia Burke. This is our listener Mike's absolute favorite side character for season three. What did you think of her? I think she's great. I'm excited. Isn't she adorable? I love Hilary well, Duff just yeah. in general. But she's just, she's so sweet. She just seems so yeah. sweet. Yeah. In honor of Olivia's character, tonight I titled The Glassful of Gossip Fleur for the role she portrayed in the movie tonight, which means flower in French. I decided to make a homemade hibiscus tea, and I added some lime and orange juice to the mixture with a little bit of agave, and delicious. Yum. And Michelle also had hibiscus tea tonight, right? Actually, it was black cherry. Oh, that's it was black cherry. Which but I made delicious. it last. Yeah, I made a picture of it over the weekend, and then I used some of it to freeze so I could have ice cubes. Mm, I've always wanted to way. do that. Yeah, and that way my water is flavored if I choose to have ice water. But the colors were very similar. I know they were very similar. Yeah, I've done that with coffee before. Like there was, oh. I was on a kick a couple of summers ago where I wanted to make iced coffee, but you don't want to like dilute it with ice. No. So you freeze coffee in ice cubes and you put that in your coffee. So it kind of is just like ex- adding extra coffee. But and it's so, so weird of you to want iced coffee. Oh, it was it was weird. It was a weird phase I was going through. I must have found it like on the internet somewhere and had to do it. But yeah, yeah. Michelle and I don't like iced coffee. No, However, no, thank you. We are going to start off the episode. I kind of broke it down for uh but I kind of broke it down for individual characters and then once we go to the premiere I'll talk about that as a whole. So, we're going to start out with Jenny. She is our first scene. She's trying on the headband that Blair gave her at the end of last season and she's debating whether or not she should actually wear it to school because, you know, she doesn't really want that the old ways of what Constance used to be. Yeah. So she heads to school and she's discussing with Eric how great high school is going to be without the hierarchy or mean girls at just a new era for their grade in general. And as they're talking, Jenny's new minions arrive with dark eyeshadow (laughs) to get the orders from their new queen. But 
Jenny's clearly upset by this, tells them to go wash their eyes and to collect the student body because she needs to have a talk. So she stands up in front of the whole student body, makes a speech about hierarchy, and the minions decide to text Blair because it seems as though Jenny is ruining her legacy. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And so later on, the new minions make an announcement in the courtyard that there will be a hierarchy, and it's clear that their orders came from Queen Bee herself. The next day, Jenny meets with Chuck to bring down Blair and snap her back into reality. But Chuck wants to work together in order to get Jenny's throne back and to kind of get Blair back to where she should be for her college career and the two devise a plan together. Yeah, because she because he feels that she's past high school. I know you're not liking college, but let's move on. Right. That's how we all feel for her, but yeah. Blair's the yeah. only one stuck in the past. Quickly, we can catch up on Vanessa. She meets with Casey, who is her new roommate, Olivia Burke's publicist. And Olivia walks in, and Vanessa is, like, starstruck, cannot believe that this is her roommate. But Olivia is super sweet, and she's like, well, Vanessa Abrams is my roommate. And Yeah, two, I love that. Right? So sweet. And the two of them have, you know, a, a great start. But Olivia is upset because Casey apparently gave all the girls on their floor a confidentiality, confidentiality agreement, and she's not okay with that. Padgy boy. Oh, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Padge. Yeah. He is so clueless. It's just hysterical. But him and Nate are walking on the street discussing that the actress Olivia Burke is coming to NYU. And apparently Dan has never heard of her. Shocking. Shocker. Right? (laughs) Yeah. So Nate decides he has to head off to class. But... In the chat, Jess was like, the likelihood of them being able to meet before his, like, 10 a.m. class, he, their colleges are on other sides of the of the city, as we know from when Blair and Nate were dating. <laughs> right. So, But continuity. I did like the two of them hanging out. Yeah. Their relationship is great. It's good to see the boys as friends. Um, and so Nate leaves. Dan heads over to a coffee cart and mistakenly... Forgets his wallet at home, and so this nice young girl pays for him because she claims if she doesn't, then karma will hit her. And they introduce themselves, and she introduces herself as Kate. But later on, we find out that Kate is Olivia Burke, the celebrity. Yeah. As Kate and Dan are walking, they discuss their course catalog and how Kate is so excited to just be learning. But then she gets a text from what we assume to be Casey, and her stuff has arrived, so the two of them part ways. Later on, Nate and Dan are studying together, and they talk about how Padge didn't get Kate's number. And Nate's like, I can't believe you did that. Why wouldn't you get her number? And then Olivia slash Kate walks in, and Dan says, well, that's the girl right over there. And of course... Nate knows who she is, but insists that Dan go and talk to her anyway because, like, this should be good. Should be a comical scenario. Yeah, like, this is going to be hysterical. He's going to (laughs) make an ass out of himself. Yeah, and so 
Dan goes over to Olivia and repeatedly says, Kate, Kate, Kate. And finally, she looks up and claims to have a lot on her mind. And that's why she didn't answer him. And he's attempting to ask her out. And immediately, she's like, let's just go do it now. And they go out for a date, which on her phone, she gets a text from Casey saying, like, you have... Who was it? Larry King. Yeah, Larry King. She has Larry King tonight. And so Olivia's like, let's just go now. So clearly she's blowing it off. Yeah, and they go to get pizza. Yeah. The next day, Dan and Olivia are hanging out and he asked her to get Indian food, but she claims she has to work that night and she blew it off the night before. So she really has to go in. (laughs) And he says it's so nice to meet a girl that's normal and refreshing and is explaining his last relationship. And as Kate slash Olivia is hearing this, she thinks that maybe she isn't the girl for him because as the audience is aware, she is a celebrity. So then later on, Dan calls Vanessa after his potential breakup with Kate to see if she wants to see a movie, but she says, let's go to the premiere instead. All right. Over to Blair. She's still not fitting in at NYU. Shocker there. And she decides to join the Masters of the Universe Society, but only to find (laughs) it's a bunch of guys obsessed with this cartoon and not becoming future Wall Street brokers like she originally hoped. So she's upset. She leaves to call Chuck to complain and gets really sentimental knowing that it's the first day of Constance and she takes comfort in knowing that that hasn't changed. Later on, after she hears from the new minions about Jenny's destruction, she gets a visit from Chuck who arrives at the Waldorfs because he looked at her at the dorms and she wasn't there and Blair claims that she's tutoring some girls at Constance. So Chuck brings up the movie premiere that night and states that they should go so she can fit in with the girls on her floor. But Blair declines this due to her study session. And then Dorota comes in and completely blows up her spot (laughs) and says that they're planning the annual Waldorf sleepover, which... Throwback. Right? I know. First season throwback. Yeah. Yeah. So they do have the sleepover that night. All of the new Constance ladies are there, and they're having an amazing time at Blair's sleepover until they receive a blast from Gossip Girl stating that Jenny and Chuck are at the premiere together. Yikes, this is not going to go well. (laughs) No, definitely not. We must talk about Serena. She didn't annoy me, actually, in this episode. What about you? No, I actually found her story to be okay. I didn't find her annoying this episode. In fact, I found her storyline entertaining for what it was. Yeah. Um, and it was nice to see her doing something besides like chasing a stupid boy and lying and all of that. Even though she had to kind of lie for her job, but she in the end came through, right. which you'll get to. Yeah, definitely. But I'm glad that you know, I got to see her in a different light. Same, because it's been a few episodes where we've been extremely frustrated and bored with her storyline. So, uh, But her and Rufus pretend to act out the scenario of when they have to tell Lily that she deferred her acceptance to Brown. And as they practice, Lily arrives home early 
stating that Cece's feeling a lot better, and of course everyone is happy to see her, but she's wondering why Serena isn't at Brown. Yeah, I loved her initial reaction because she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see you. And then she takes a step back. She's like, why are you here? She's like, wait a minute. I'm glad to see you, but why are you here? And so Serena and Rufus are trying to convince her that things will be okay. And Lily states that college is where you find yourself. And she doesn't really see the point of Serena working since she hasn't ever worked a day in her life and so she doesn't see how that would be the next plan for her you know i mean like any mother i i assume yeah of course and it does i see her side and it's true serena has never worked nor has she ever had to have worked right and so this is kind of not i wouldn't say random because for the audience we've been seeing this kind of spiral for her but for Lily, who hasn't been there for a while, doesn't really understand what she's been going through. And Yeah, and I also was wondering, too, and I guess because of Serena's history in terms of she went away to boarding school and she wasn't in uh, Constance, right? Because she went to another school for, was it six months or a year? Yeah, I think it maybe it was six months. But, you know, it seems that Blair was maybe more involved academically and um, with academics, rather, and in terms of maybe internships. Like, were there no internships going on here? Like, I would think right. these kids, out of everyone, had the opportunity for major internships with big companies. That's so true. I think, really, the only person we saw get one was Nate, and then he ends up not even going. And then, I guess, Dan, he did shadow the few writers, but I'm pretty sure that was only to get them to write him a letter of recommendation But yeah, the girls didn't really do any kind of internships. And so I wonder, because Lily, she's so gung-ho about college and her becoming something that clearly Serena doesn't see herself doing, why wasn't there a push for more internships? But then then again, Lily's just starting to become, in the past couple of seasons, the mother that she never was. So true. Right. So this is probably unexpected for Lily and now she doesn't really know what's going to happen with Serena because this is this is all new to her and then Lily talks to Rufus and she's trying to understand that he was doing the best he could with this and she states that Serena will go to Brown she's very firm on that so Serena goes on a ton of job interviews mostly in like the fashion industry and things don't go well. They'd rather use her to wear their clothes instead of working for their companies. So she's depressed about this and takes herself to lunch. She then overhears an argument between Casey and Olivia, and Olivia is upset that her publicist won't allow her to have this normal type of college experience. She's upset about the confidentiality waivers and really wants to leave the restaurant. However, there are paparazzi flooded in the front and she can't leave. So good old Serena butts in. And at first, Olivia is not so nice, but immediately apologizes. And Serena suggests a way through the kitchen because that's what happened to her last year, that all the paparazzi were following her. And then Olivia, like, shockingly knows who Serena is. And they (laughs) exchange pleasantries, like... I know. She said she loved her dress at the Met Ball. Yeah. And then after that, Casey says that she was impressed by Serena. And 
Serena's like, oh, I'm Serena Vanderwoodson. And Casey says, oh, yeah, I know who you are. So I guess it's very clear that Serena is the it girl of the Upper East Side or her family, you know, the Basses and the Vanderwoodsons. So interesting that Olivia does know of her. But right. I don't know if that's a, a stretch. It's a little bit of a stretch for me. <laughs> but right. yeah, uh, Casey offers her a job in publicity because she likes the way Serena handled everything. And they bring her to, I guess, their headquarters where she's going to be working for Olivia's co-star, Ursula, who hmm. is played by Tyra Banks. So that was fun to see her. Very exciting. Yeah. And at first she seems like a nightmare. And her hair is all cuckoo, and she seems like she's just going to be a horror for Serena. But the two then really hit it off, and they form a really nice bond. So Ursula opens up to Serena and states that she has a huge scene in the movie and that it could be the best work she's ever done, and she's really looking forward to it. But the next day, Serena comes over and... Ursula has this ring crisis that she can't find her ring, but of course Serena finds it. And as Ursula's getting ready for the premiere, Casey tells Serena that her scene was cut. And so at first Serena says we should definitely tell her, but Casey advised against it, which ugh, you can already see that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Her wheels are turning for an outburst. Yes. So... Now that everyone is up to speed, let's discuss the premiere of Fleur. The celebs arrive, but of course, Olivia does, and Dan has his back turned texting Vanessa. So (laughs) he doesn't see her. Of course. Yeah. Jenny and Chuck arrive together, and they are photographed as such so that Gossip Girl can send out her blast. Lily and Rufus arrive, and Lily is confused as to why they actually came to this event, but Rufus says that he knows someone, and they approach Serena, who tells her mom that she got a job as a publicist. And you can tell right off the bat, Lily is extremely hesitant about this career choice for her, doesn't trust her new boss, Casey, and can tell something is wrong with Serena, and so Serena tells her that Her client, Ursula's big scene was cut and she doesn't know what to do. So Ursula comes over questioning why people are acting strange and whispering around her. But Serena tells her everything is fine, even though she's probably panicked inside. Yeah, of course. I would be. Yeah, definitely. I can't imagine what this scenario would be. I mean, she's an 18-year-old girl. This is her first job. She's got a huge... I mean, I guess I'm a... I guess we're to assume that maybe she's like this C-list celebrity, that this is her first big role, and now Serena is her publicist. Like I, I don't know. It's still, it, I still would be extremely nervous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We do have a scene where Olivia sees Dan, and he still doesn't know who she is. <laughs> it's pathetic. And oh, then, my God. You know, he's a smart cookie, so he puts two and two together. It's clear after the paparazzi are taking her photo that she is Olivia Burke. And so she apologizes and she has to leave. But now Dan's like, oh, shit. And Vanessa comes over and says, oh, I guess you've met Olivia. (laughs) He's like, yeah, something like that. The movie starts. And when it's Ursula's big scene is cut, of course, she gets up and she's crying Casey loves that Ursula is reacting like this, and she wants to use that as a scandal for publicity. 
And Casey even encourages her to go out there and make a whole big stink and steal the producer's show by throwing a tantrum. Ursula then asks for Serena's opinion, and you can see she's hesitant, but ultimately she advises her that she should be an actor that respects the movie and this opportunity and not to make a big fuss about it. And so, of course, Casey does not like this answer, and she fires her on the spot. (laughs) But also how interesting for Ursula to put so much weight into an 18-year-old. Right? I know. She's like, we bonded the last couple of days, and now I'm putting so much weight into what this kid is saying. But I, I trust you over my publicist. Right. I guess maybe she doesn't like Casey. I mean, it's clear she doesn't like Casey, but. Yeah, it's their agent, right? Is that is Casey her agent and then Serena was her publicist? Or are they both her publicist and then Serena was kind of her Yeah, I assistant? think it's like maybe it's a big pub company, like a publicity company. And Casey might be like the one step above Serena, but they all have their own clients, I guess. Yeah, because clearly she reps right. Ursula and Olivia. Right. And so I guess they both have a focus on specific actresses and actors. But um, Blair, after receiving the text from or the blast from Gossip Girl, Blair arrives to the premiere to yell at Jenny for coming with Chuck. And then Chuck interrupts. Blair states NYU doesn't care who she is. And Chuck asks her to let him help her adjust to her new life, but she refuses. He reminds her that he's Chuck Bass, and he loves her, and then kisses her. And I guess it's supposed to, like, wake Blair up, saying, like, you're better than this, and use reverse psychology on her. Later on, Blair is stopped by the paparazzi wanting to take her picture, and she says, why do you want to take a picture of me? And the photographer says, well, aren't you Blair Waldorf? And so, of course, Mm. she's glowing, and she poses for the camera, and she's excited. Yeah. I matter again. Right. I matter. Here I am. Back inside the auditorium, Dan is sitting by himself after the movie, and Olivia comes up to him. He tells her that she was great in the movie and that he's an idiot. And so she, <laughs> right, uh, you know, it's badgy. She admits yeah. that she should have told him who she was and that she liked being normal with him and didn't want to be the girl that he didn't want. And so finally she says that as much as she wants to be Kate, she is Olivia and decides to leave him alone. The next day, Serena tells Lily that she got fired, and Lily thinks that she's packing up for Brown, but Serena tells Lily again she is not going there, and she can't find herself while living in Lily's home. So then Rufus comes in, and Lily blames him for Serena's behavior, and the two get into a pretty nasty fight. This was... I... I mean, I I get that Lily's pissed off, but don't take it out on Rufus. Right, I know. We it's like every time we think they're good, she always gets mad at Rufus for doing something, even though she really should be focusing on Serena. <laughs> and also, Serena, she packed the smallest suitcase. I know. In the chat, everyone's like, "What is she going to bring there? She's going to have to come back for some clothes." <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. The tiniest suitcase. It's a starter pack, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> 
Over at NYU, Vanessa and Olivia, they're bonding, talking about their love life, sort of, and how Olivia loves being normal, but she really can't ignore the fact that she also has this other life. And then Vanessa tells her about Scott, without saying his name, and how no one really ever knew him, and that was really unfortunate. So kind of pushing Olivia to be who you are and let people see you for that. And also she vouches for Dan stating that he's a really special guy and Olivia should definitely pursue that. And so Olivia leaves. In the hall, Blair is on the phone with Serena and she's giving her permission to stay at the Waldorf's because Serena has nowhere to go. I guess she didn't want to stay at Chuck's again. (laughs) Yeah, she didn't do well there. No, And so she enters, uh, Blair enters her dorm room and begins advising all of her new minions. One of the girls points out that there's a garment bag that was left for Blair. And inside this bag, she finds a teacher tutor slash outfit, uh, I guess a role playing outfit from Chuck and asking her to tutor him one on one. (laughs) Yeah. In his limo, Chuck is paying the photographer who took Blair's picture and explains that she just needed to feel special and find herself, and that's why he did it. So it's clear that Chuck was the one who set up this one photographer to take Blair's picture. Did you find that sweet? Did you find this all sweet and cute? You know, like, Chuck is not annoying me. No. And... Than the this season so far, so I think I should just leave it at that. Okay. Am I swooning? I am not. No, I'm not swooning over this either. I can t- appreciate what he was trying to do, even though it was kind of like an extreme way of doing it. <laughs> but yeah, I like how supportive he ha- is being with her. Um, we have at Ursula's hotel. Serena arrives to see her off before she goes back to L.A. Ursula tells her that she told Casey if Serena doesn't work for her, she's no longer going to be a client. So, it's huge. Yeah. So it looks like Serena's going to get her job back if she wants it. And she thanks Serena for helping her find herself. And she hopes that Serena does the same. And the two of them hug. This was very sweet. It was sweet. We then get a scene. Scott, our buddy Scott. Receives a call. Yeah, Scott. He receives a call from Vanessa because she just had this talk with Olivia and it seems as though Vanessa misses him and wants to know what he's doing. And before they can really talk, he gets a call waiting that goes off and says that he has to take this and they decide to hang up. After he does, he picks up his other call, which happens to be Serena on the other end and agrees to meet her at a restaurant he's only a block away wait you mean georgina yes what did i say serena serena yeah (laughs) yes georgina (laughs) so it to me it looks like he's still in new york but but he but it's not because the garbage can and the background said boston oh did it okay because it looks like a city but then you're you know that georgina went to boston so right Right. Um, yeah, so they're over at Boston hanging out. To sum up our last few scenes, we're over at Constance. Jenny's minions are there to see if she needs anything. And this time she takes them up on their offer and she tells them to go get her yogurt and her spot on the Met steps. At an NYU cafe, Dan sees a girl who looks like Olivia 
but disappointed when it isn't her. And then Olivia does make her way to find Dan, says that she never gave him a chance to know both sides of her, and she asks if he wants to. And of course, he's like, yes. And so yeah, that is where we close the show. So Before we go to break, I wanted to touch upon Blair. Yeah. So, okay, we see Blair. Now she's behind the scenes going to groom these minions. Right. And so she hasn't changed. She hasn't. She's just taking... And Chuck gives her a speech of, you know, you can make the people at NYU love you. So I guess in her mind, okay, let me manipulate them into loving me. And so the people that are most vulnerable are the ones that she can get to. And so, yeah, it is just like Constance where she wants to be the queen of at least some people. So she really hasn't changed. (laughs) And throughout this whole episode, the three girls she was talking to in her dorm, I kept thinking were the three girls that were with Jenny. Oh, (laughs) I I was like, wait, 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 wait. So is she trying to groom the minions at Constance for Jenny? Because originally one of them called the ultimate queen bee. Right. To get her attention. But then it's like, no, now Jenny. And it's like, what made Jenny have a change of heart? Like, I don't understand how that happened. Yeah, I think it was a tiny conversation she had with Chuck um, before they go to the premiere, he says something. Yeah, I yeah he says like, that, you know, yeah, like don't don't you dare take for a second that you don't deserve to rule that school. Right. Like you were born to do this, right? And like Blair groomed you to do so. So take that opportunity. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know about both of them. Seem to have regressed a little bit. Yeah, and so Blair's minions, they attend NYU. They're not Constance minions. No, so the girls that were at the sleepover were the Constance minions. Yeah, But she found her own minions at NYU, one of them being Amalia, who we met last week. Or, yeah, the freshman. We we met her in the freshman, actually, when Blair was trying to... Uh, throw that sushi party she was the only one to attend yes the fish party, the fish party. okay so Blair has her own set of minions uh we'll see what happens with that it's a little disappointing i'm very yeah. tired i've been tired of this Blair. i just want a new change for her but also i understand that when you're so used to being someone and then it's completely stripped from you Yes. Oh, for sure. I get it. I just, it's hard because it's one of those things where I understand why she's acting the way she's acting. I'm just tired of the storyline, so I don't really have that much interest in it. Right, same. I I enjoy what's happening with Chuck. I'm glad to see him become definitely a mature version of himself, become the businessman, really look out for Blair and want the best for her. And yeah, he's doing it in a very Chuck way, but I could definitely see a potential of his growth. I, so far, Blair really hasn't shown that. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. But thank you for bringing that up. We definitely needed to talk about Blair and her uh, <laughs> progression or lack thereof. Oh, yes. But, <laughs> progression, yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a break and we'll come back with our segments.
Welcome back from break. Going to start out with my one bullet point of trivia, which is that the movie is based that the episode is based off the movie Jean de Florette. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, music we had in this episode, Moth's Wings by Passion Pit, Dance Love Like it. Michael Jackson by Far East Movement, I Get Down by All Wrong and the Plans Change, Summer Job by Art Brute, and Black Champagne by Starlight Mints. All right, questions and comments. Going over to Instagram, Mike at Del underscore at Vasto states he is so excited since Livia is one of his favorite guest stars. He said it was heavily hinted that Olivia's character was based off of Emma Watson when she had her college experience at Brown. Oh. Yeah. And... Mike enjoys that Michelle is starting to compliment Padge. One step towards becoming Team Sage. Okay, okay, okay. For me to compliment Padge, and I guess I'm not shitting on Serena this episode, does not mean I am Team Sage. Agreed. His question Thoughts on Padge and Olivia? How long do you see this lasting? It's not going to last very long once Georgina gets back. Oh, yeah, Georgina. What do you think could Scott and Georgie be up to? And how long will it take for us to find that out? I'm hoping next episode because we ended with that phone call. Yeah. So, but this is Gossip Girl, so I'm really not putting any weight into a storyline I actually am interested about. Right, I know. (laughs) when I get curious, Gossip Girl's just like, uh, never mind, it's not that big of a deal. I know. But- What's interesting is the fact that she has his number because she called him. Yeah. So you know what I mean? We don't know how she did, got that, where they have ended up meeting. I mean, they have met because of going to school, and I put that in quotations yeah. together. Yeah. So maybe he but, did get it originally while they were at school i don't know maybe we just didn't see that it was kind of off right you know camera or whatever that's true i feel like they're gonna meet up and i hope i hope we get to see them meeting and so we can see how manipulative and conniving she's gonna be because i think she does want to be with padge and so maybe they both can be crazy together and work towards the same goal yeah well kind of the evil duo (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Mike. Jess at Mrs. Boquist states, apparently Dan lives under a rock since he had no clue who Olivia Burke was. Wouldn't this be Kyle? Yeah, that would totally be our friend Kyle. Jess loved the scene between Rufus and Serena role-playing. She finds it interesting, like us, that the celeb Olivia would know who socialite Serena Vanderwoodson is. Yeah. And loves the Pate relationship more and more, and she guesses that Nate is going to school after all, since we haven't seen him at school since. (laughs) (laughs) Her question, thoughts on Cher at the premiere? Do you think Chuck used this for reverse psychology or something mean-spirited? Yeah, this was a tough one, and I know we were talking about it in the chat as well during the Netflix party. I see what he was, I see how he was phrasing it and 
the meaning behind it in the terms of like, hey, I'm Chuck Bass and I don't date just anybody and you're Blair Waldorf. So don't forget that kind of like, you know, you made me fall for you. I fell for you because you're Blair kind of, you know what I mean? The balance of it. I just don't like the tone he used. Yeah, because that's why I was like kind of confused when he was saying it. I'm like, are you how are you meaning this? Like, oh, you're Chuck, you're Chuck Bass. And so how does that? like have to do with Blair right but also because I could say like let's say I had a friend right and they were upset with how they looked and they're like oh I'm I feel ugly today right and I jokingly but still meaning it like hey don't say that about my best friend I don't have any ugly friends right Right. okay yeah so so, that makes sense but the way he said it as I took it as him trying to build her up it almost felt like he was putting himself in charge and on top. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't like the tone and delivery of it. Right. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, that was all for Jess. Thank you. Yes. At Steve.n wants to know your thoughts on Queen Jenny. Yeah, Queen Jenny. This is a bummer, man, because we were doing so mm-hmm. well. And... I guess that will be entertaining to see her become a queen bee. But I really liked in the beginning where she was like, hey, there's no more of the mean girl situation that's going to happen here. There's a new revolution that's going to take place. But it's really unfortunate. I know. I know. I kind of wished it continued to be as such. And maybe there were other mean girls that took over and she was out of it. But now she has really the upper hand, I guess. And can use that to her advantage. Yeah. Um, Shannon at I Don't Know Fly Casual says that she's a huge Mets fan and was happy to see Olivia representing Mr. Met. On yeah, her I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Shannon hates Jenny and Vanessa's extensions. I didn't find them to be that bad this episode. But, but I hear, I hear you, girl. Me. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, she is not normally a chair fan, but melted when Chuck Bass reminded Blair he loves her. Yeah, sweet, mm-hmm. but also condescending in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shannon wishes she was crafty enough to make rock glasses with the quote, don't be a Scrooge with the gin. <laughs> Those would be cute, and I think you should just make them anyway. I think so, too. And then Who cares if you're not crafty? Just send us a picture. We'd love to see it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tish at Letitia underscore Dominique says, even though it's only episode four, she sees Nate's character just wasting away. Agreed. And his storylines are incredibly boring. Tyra Banks's cameo was random, but the storyline with that was decent. I actually like the storyline with with uh, Ursula mm-hmm. and Serena. She actually found Blair's regression to be quite relatable. Knowing who you are for so long and then being forced to find yourself in college is definitely a weird feeling, which I'm assuming Letitia is talking for a you know personal experience. But uh, yeah, I that's I'm trying not to really hate on Blair because she's doing that, but it's just as we said before, just impossible to watch her continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. Right. I mean, like I said, I understand it. I just I'm bored of seeing it. Unfortunately. Yes. Same. Right. She also mentions there is a deleted scene where Dan and Vanessa are on the phone while Olivia is hanging up Vanessa's posters that were taken down by Casey. 
Uh, she gives this episode a 2.5 out of 3. Hmm. Pretty good. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, Vic at Musechick says that she's excited Hillary Duff is the guest star, and she's excited to see where her and Padge go, as well as her relationship with Vanessa. Even though Blair was frustrating, she was happy to see Chuck being sweet to her, even if it was in his old secretive ways. And she feels badly for Rufus that Lily took her anger out on him. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Why do you think Padge didn't go after Olivia at the premiere? I guess after she said her speech and said goodbye to him. Well, she kind of said that, you know, this is my life. And it, I don't think you can handle it. Yeah, right. So like, I'm not, I'm not the girl for you. Even though I, to- like, I told you this already. Right now, you're seeing it firsthand. You're not taking it well. So right, right. Gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> she also wants to know what is your favorite Hillary Duff movie. Hers is "Raise Your Voice." That's a great movie. I don't think I've seen any of them. Oh, really? Yeah. It's sweet. Um. Her brother sends in a tape of her singing in the shower, and she gets into this, like, very artsy kind of... I don't know if it's a school or if it's a camp. It's kind of like, I was going to say, kind of like center stage-esque, where all the kids are super talented. Some are singers, some are dancers, some are musicians, and I don't want to ruin it. (laughs) I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a really sweet movie. very, you know, very heartfelt and a great, just a good, I just a good movie. She was really good at it, but yeah. Um, I I also like Cheaper by the Dozen, as corny as it is. Oh, I, I love she was okay. adorable. I do love yeah. Cheaper by the. I'm looking at her filmography right now. Like, I don't think I've really seen her in any movies. I just love her from Lizzie McGuire and love her from Younger. Younger, yeah. So, uh, her movies. I used to watch, of course, Cadet Kelly when that was a Disney Channel original movie. We always watched that growing up. Right. Uh, she's just great in everything. She's just a typical, she's just Hilary Duff in everything that she does. And it just, I admire her so much as a person and as a mother. And I just think she's just so genuine yeah. for her lifestyle. Yeah. And even her sister, Haley, they have a great relationship. They have a great relationship with their parents. I just, I really adore her. Yeah. I adore the Duffs. Yeah, I like her as well. I forgot about a Cinderella story, of course. Oh, classic. Of course, Cinderella that story. one. Yeah. So good. Uh, we have an email from Lisa. She is so over Scott and wants the storyline to be over because he's just not interesting to her. <laughs> She is really enjoying Padge's storyline so far and is looking forward to him and Olivia progressing. She says Vanessa was pretty great in this episode, so she's wondering when she's going to start disliking her like the others do. Same. Yeah. Lisa wanted so much more for Blair, but doesn't like how she's dwelling in the past. Seems like a regress from last week. And sees Jenny's rise of the queen to be the beginning of the end for her. Mm. Good points. Yeah. Great points, everyone. Thank you to all who sent their questions and comments. Thank you. We can do our fashion headband. I had 23 headbands. I had 20. Oh, okay, great. So I'm close. Jess and Vic, I think, counted about 10. But I literally counted, like, every single person's in the audience at the school. Yeah, like, that's what I did, too. I was very, yeah, very in tune to that. Um. 
I did write down Hillary's, well, I should say Olivia's Mets t-shirt. I felt that was very fitting. <laughs> yeah. I like They say she's from New Jersey. Oh. Yeah, originally, I guess. Okay. I liked Serena's vest, another vest of hers that last week we liked her vest as well. Yeah, she's got a ton of vests already this season. Um, I did like her suede brown tank top with the jeans and that green necklace. Uh, Jess also liked that. Yeah, I liked Olivia's horseshoe necklace. Me too. Very cute. I liked Olivia's blue plaid tank top and also her hat. I mean, Padge's plaid button downs were looking good. Yeah, definitely. I liked Jenny's leather jacket. Yeah. And Serena's pink and gold sequin shirt that she wore when she was getting ready for the premiere. I loved, like, pretty much everyone's dresses at the premiere. I thought Serena's was really interesting. I loved uh, Olivia's, even Ursula's. Even Blair's yellow dress, uh, Jess really liked that. And then she wore that to the premiere. Yeah, they all looked so pretty. Yeah. And I also did like Blair's plaid dress and Chuck's polka dot suspenders. Oh, and I also, uh, I did write this down. I liked Olivia's like sparkle embellished earrings she wore to the premiere. Oh, yeah. And her eyeshadow was really pretty. Yeah. All right. Quotes. Uh, What do you expect? The men wear sandals. (laughs) Jess also liked that quote. Uh, We also do (laughs) role-playing. I am back and she's going to brown. First go wash your eyes. New era, let freedom reign. When Serena and Lily are talking about brown and Lily says, weren't you supposed to have that the summer to find yourself? And Serena says, well, I didn't find what I was looking for. Mm. Referring to her father. Yeah. Don't forget Larry King. Who wants to hear who I, how I got the great Chuck Bass to tell me he loves me? <laughs> and to top it all off, you're refreshingly normal. When Chuck was talking to Blair about how she's pretty much regressing, and then she called it a strategic retreat. Yeah. And I got a kick out of that. You're like the diva whisperer. Yeah. Yeah. And I love you, Serena, but you've never worked a day in your life. We're like real roommates. (laughs) And then she says something so corny. Like, that's totally amazingly awesome. I know. (laughs) I was like, oh, cringy. I hope hope Hillary was like, oh, can I not say that? But (laughs) right. Right. Okay. MVP and shittiest. Yes. Ready? Uh-huh. Three, Three two, two, one. Rufy. Chuck? Oh. oh, you picked Rufus. Yeah. Uh, I almost gave it to Serena again, but I think I chose Chuck because he wanted to help out Blair, even if it was extreme to fake it with the photo. Uh, but And Tish also picked Chuck for her MVP for coming through for Blair and helping her find herself a little bit. And you picked Rufus. I did. Which also Mike picked Rufus for helping her, helping Serena with Lily. That's exactly why I chose him and just being yeah. there. And also when Lily was flipping out on him and he's like, and about how it's his fault. And he's like, why don't you trust me? I don't think she should go back to college. 
Yeah, vouches for her. Yeah, and I just like how he was there for her, and he's trying to support her and support Serena, I mean. So I was about it. Right. Um, Shittiest. Yes. Three, Three, two, two, one. Casey. Casey. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously, she's pretty shitty. She's only out for herself with this career, even though I don't know how that would. I guess if the celebrity makes more money, then she would get more money. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, because she, it's just, it's hard to justify and say it is your job because it is her job. And so you have to take care of yourself. But also, it's just a shitty moral standard to live by. Right. And it takes a certain kind of person. It's just not good. Unless you're taking emotion totally out of it and you're just robotic. But then you're just destroying someone else's life. And that's not good. Yeah. Right. And who wants a career doing that? Yeah. Um, Mike's shittiest this week was Blair for being stuck in her high school ways. And Tish gave it to Lily because even though she wants the best for Serena, she was rude in the way she reacted to her wanting to get a job. So I agree to that. Definitely. She almost was my shittiest. Yeah, I know. Um, All right. So let's go into patron of the week. Yay. It's patron of the it's week. Patron of the week. It's patron of the week. It's patron of the week. It's patron of the week. This week, I chose one of our newer patrons. She's been incredibly active over on Patreon. She's been. Uh, she sent us her history with the with our podcast and how she found us originally. And I just wanted to shout her out. Her name is Jen, and we call her Jenny from the IT3 block. (laughs) Yes, girl! Jenny from our block. She's a chip off the old IT3 block, and we're so happy to have you in the network. Keep sending us all of your great uh, feedback. We love hearing what you have to say, and we love getting to know you. So thank you so much for pledging. Thank you. It's time that I give you the title and my three gossip words for next week, Michelle. Next week is a doozy, and we also will be having a guest spot from one of our patrons, so I'm very excited about this. Me too. Keep an eye out for who will be selected for that and how you can enter. The title is Rufus Getting Married. What? (laughs) Yeah. My three gossip words are... Three gossip words. Blackmail. Vows. Tension. So obviously first, I want to start with the fact of the title. So Rufus is getting married. Right, like Rachel getting married, that movie with Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I guess that's where they based it off of. Right. But Rufus getting married, that's what it says. But also, there's been no wedding talk or plans. Mm-hmm. So how could this be happening so soon? Unless this episode isn't actually the fact and the act of him getting married and it's just they're going to start planning the marriage. So then we have blackmail, vows, and tension. Yeah. So is the ex somehow in here? But no, the ex is on the island, correct? Who's ex? Oh, Allison? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's on the island. Okay. She's not coming back. Okay. So... Then it feels like maybe 
blackmail has nothing to do with Rufus and something has to do with Georgina and Scott because I feel like they're going to be in the picture. Like when I think of blackmail and tension, I think of Georgina. Yeah. And Scott is tied to Rufus. So somehow, I don't know how this is going to all pan out. Vows. So, wow. Maybe they just go, maybe they have a simple wedding and they just go to a courthouse. Okay. That would be very Rufus of it all, you know? Yeah, like, let's not do this whole big shebang. I mean, Lily's done it enough. We don't need to do it again. And sometimes the smallest wedding are the most meaningful. Yeah. You know, not to say that every other wedding isn't meaningful. I don't mean it like that. Of course not. But... Oh, I don't know. This is a tough one. The title is throwing me because the words are very Gossip Girl, but the title is tough. I think your predictions are pretty damn warm. Well, thank you. That's exciting. So uh, you did a great job with that. Thank you. If you had to guess who you think Gossip Girl this week is, who would it be? I can give you that Lisa still thinks that it's Padge. But Tish thinks that it's Jenny, and she doesn't know why. (laughs) Uh, I kind of wanted to give it to one of the minions that tipped off Jenny. But do they have names, the minion that called Blair? They did. I don't remember their names. They all have, like, C names, I think. They all kind of have, like, similar names. Okay. Yeah, I I don't think it's Padge. I don't think it's Serena. I don't think it's Blair. I could. I don't think it's Eric. Poor Eric. Now he his like only friend there. It seems is now becoming the worst nightmare. Yeah, definitely. I guess it would for me. I'd have to choose Jenny or the minion that told on Jenny to Blair. Okay. Whatever her name is. Whatever her name is. Because she's such a freaking gossip. Like, right away, she's just like, oh, Jenny's taking down what you set up, Blair. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been lovely chatting with you, Michelle, and everyone else about this episode. I'm glad we got to Olivia Burke. She does have um, an arc on this season, so I'm excited to see the progression of that. If you want to send us your questions and comments, we love hearing from you. You can reach us on all of our social media accounts. You can send us an email at 3gossipgirlspod at gmail.com. Maybe you have some thoughts you'd like to send us over there. If you'd like to join our Patreon family, get some bonus goodies, you can head over to ittakes3network.com. Join our amazing family. If you're an Apple Podcast user, please consider writing us a review, rating us five stars. That would be awesome. And we actually wanted to start incorporating voice messages. So you can head over to your Instagram app. You can send a voice message that way. Or if you have an iPhone, you can do a voice memo and email them to us. We just want to incorporate your voice on a podcast since we are speaking into a microphone. So we need to hear from our listeners. Yeah, super fun. fun. We have gotten them in the past, and every time we get so excited to play them on air. We really do. <laughs> we get, like, super excited, like, nor- like nerdy excited. Like, it's it. Christmas morning excitement. Yeah, definitely. So, 
Like I said, next week, we're going to have one of our very own patrons on the episode for the second half. We're going to talk and chat everything Rufus getting married. Very excited. And we will see you guys next week for another episode. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Girls. Gossip Girls.